Welcome to the Augustus Sports Report, hosted by Chad Cook. For more information on what we talked about today, visit AugustusSportsReport.com. Welcome to episode four of the Augusta Sports Report with Chad Cook. Our special guest today is Derek Favors of the 100 Black Men of Augusta. Of course, the, the, the 100 put on a great Thanksgiving classic high school basketball games Friday and Saturday at Augusta University's Christenberry Fieldhouse. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the 100 Black Men of Augusta what they do and um, you know why it's so important, such a long-lasting community asset. But before we get to that, we're going to do some quick programming notes. If you're a first-time viewer of the show, welcome, and we're glad to have you. We hope to make you a, re- a repeat viewer. But if you're a repeat viewer of the show, you probably saw last week's episode with Kyle Sandy, the Georgia High School Association basketball expert, and we talked a lot about... Teams from our area that are ranked in his top 10, teams from our area to watch out for. So our quick programming notes will go back to last week and kind of update people on on what the teams did that we talked about, what they've done in the last week. Now, first we'll start with college, though, because Augusta University, the best basketball in town, played twice last week. They opened at home. You know, their home opener was last Tuesday against Benedict, 187 to 57. Augusta is ranked number 17 in the nation right now. That win uh, put the Jags at 4-0. and um, Miguel Arnold led the way with 21 points. Tyshawn Crawford, the big seven foot one center, had 15 points and 10 rebounds. The Jags were magnificent, and they were as well on Sunday at Bowie State, 10 hours away in Maryland. So many of the players come from that DMV area, that District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia area. So they go 10 hours to Bowie State almost every year, and they went this year and got an 80 to 69 victory, improved to 5 and 0. All that's important because, again, it's the best basketball in town. It's so entertaining to watch. The Jags will be in town this week. We'll we'll get to that later as far as previewing those games, telling you the deal. It's Thursday at 5.30 and Saturday at 3.30. The women will play Saturday as well at 1.30. So we'll get to that on the other side of our interview with Derek. But before we get to Derek, a couple other items Um, And and that pertains to high school basketball. We talked with Kyle last week about the games that were coming up and a couple of those results that were important. We taped Tuesday last week and Tuesday night, uh, Augusta Christian topped number nine from class 5A Jones County coached by Augusta native native Buck Harris. Augusta Christian topped Jones County at home 65-52. It was a good week for Augusta Christian. They ended up going to Atlanta and winning two Holiday Hoops giving games. Holiday Hoops giving is one of the five best tournaments in the entire country. Uh, Augusta Christian beat Salem number three three ranked in class 3A going into the event, and they also beat Bishop Snyder, um, high-powered private school team, much like Augusta Christian is. So um, AC's rolling. Uh, We'll get to them a little more later on. Also last week, Grovetown went to Butler, number four ranked Butler in class 2A. Grovetown beat Butler 67-64 in overtime, and Grovetown's really rolling. They also went to Atlanta, 
played in the Hard in the Paint tournament, another really good tournament, went 1-1. One and one. So the Warriors, Class 6A, are now 5-1 and one for the season. They're not ranked. That's the team that Kyle will be ranking next, in my opinion. And speaking of that, when Kyle was on the show last week, I said, Kyle, people in Augusta are not happy about the fact that Cross Creek isn't ranked. Cross Creek is the defending state champion of Class 3A. Kyle and I had a good laugh about that, but I predicted, I told him, watch out for their game against River Bluff, which, you know, we taped last week on Tuesday. They played River Bluff on Wednesday. River Bluff is the defending state champion from the highest classification in South Carolina. They beat Cross Creek last year when Cross Creek went on to win the 3A state title in Georgia. Well, this year, Wednesday, right after our show, Cross Creek went to... um, to River Bluff and beat them 80-53. to It was an inspiring performance. The Cross Creek Razorbacks are something serious. And before we get to our... Um to our to, to a quick review of the 100 Black Men Thanksgiving Classic and then our interview with Derek. I want to show you a quick example of why Cross Creek is so good. They have a great junior post player in, uh, oh goodness, Antoine Lorick. We talked about him with Kyle last week. He's the center of the offense. They have great guards who get him the ball, but they're just loaded all the way around. So watch this one clip where Ahmad Hunt, who was you know either the best or the second best player for Lakeside last year, now he's at Cross Creek, adding to a, a just a, a, a very talented lineup. So you'll see Ahmad and Antoine Lorick work the inside-outside game. Very unselfish, very impressive basketball. We'll cut to that clip, then we'll come back, run down the 100. Black Men Thanksgiving Classic, and do our interview with Derek. So st- stay with us. Okay, so that's Cross Creek. They've got a real heater of a game tonight against Butler. We'll get into all the stuff to look forward to this week on the other side of our interview with Derek. But um, So before we get to Derek, of course, the 100 Black Men Thanksgiving Classic was very much a center of a centerpiece of last week's action. We'll run down those results very quickly. Um, there were five boys games on Friday. Uh, Evans beat Putnam County 57-46. Brayson James and Devin Story, two seniors for Evans, two very well-known, highly regarded players, each had 16 points to lead the Knights. Now, Aaron Banks on the other side for Putnam County had 31 points and maybe uh, the best or second-best performance of the day. Um, Putnam County was missing six football players. They were in the in the quarterfinals of the state playoffs that night. So, um, you know, not saying that that totally affected the game, but it definitely affected it somewhat, I assume. Uh, Butler in the second game beat Josie 68-44. Kadar Bodie, the six-foot-four guard, put on an impressive display of scoring and ball handling and passing. That Butler team is loaded. I mentioned them playing Cross Creek tonight. What a game that will be. Um, third game, you had a barn burner, Lakeside, barn burner, Lakeside beating 
Greenbrier, 50-48. to 48. Senior Rico Gonzalez scored 31 points out of the team's 50. Lakeside improves to 2-2. Two and two. It's the second time this year that Gonzalez carried the Panthers to a victory. He had 38 points in a 62-61 win over Harlem a couple weeks ago. The fourth game was definitely the most exciting game of the, of the first day. You had Westside number 3. Two in Class 2A now. Well, Kalon Hudson, Westside beat Jones County number nine in Class 5A, beat him 70 to 56. Buck Harris, Jones County's head coach, is a graduate of Lakeside, a graduate of Augusta University, and a former Augusta University assistant coach. Well, his homecoming was spoiled by Kalon Hudson, who scored 28 points, grabbed 15 rebounds, and he and Jalex Ewing, you saw it in the intro, he and Jalex Ewing put on a dunk fest of sorts in the second half, just blew the top off the building. The Augusta-based crowd was very thrilled for the Patriots in beating the out-of-town Jones County squad. And then in the last game of the evening, Laney beat Harlem 71-67. That, was, that one went down to the final wire as well. James Nipper scored 26 to lead Laney in that one. The second day, you had Josie defending 2A state, all girls the second day, girls games the second day. Josie beat um, Evans 70-16. to That They're the defending state champion, Class 2A. Augusta Christian came in and put it on Butler, a, a defending region champ. Um, Augusta Christian beat Butler 48-41. Jessica Dowdy scored 16 in that one. And then Greenbrier, I believe they're ranked third in Class 5A, either third or fourth. Uh, it's one of those. Um, Greenbrier beat Putnam County, a, a, a state Playoff team from a year ago, 60-25. to 25, Trinity Barrow was the MVP of that game. And then in the nightcap, we talked about it with Kyle last week. Baldwin's girls are a juggernaut. A bunch of sophomores and freshmen, underclassmen, they put it on Laney, a proud program. Laney's number six in Class 2A coming into the game. Put it on Laney 70-44 to 44 to end the weekend. And the 100 Black Men Thanksgiving Classic is a fixture in our community. It's been around for more than 25 years. And, you know, it's always a joy to get out there. It's really nice to see it at Augusta University. The players get to play on a big college court, so well lit in there. Just everything about it is well run. The 100 is, um, is a great community asset. And we're going to talk to Derek. Derek is the in charge of media and PR for the 100 Black men and he put together this really really cool video that I think shows um, encapsulates the vibe of the weekend um, the good basketball that was played the preparation from the players the excitement the enthusiasm you've got um, entertainment going on on the floor um, in between games and so you'll get a you'll get a feel for that in the video and then when we come back Derek will be with us and we'll, we'll learn all about the organization and its goals its programs and what they have um, you know in the future in store for us
thought they were, we were going to be nothing. Ladies, you are playing. You are playing. All I ask is give me that and a little bit more. Give me that and a little bit more. Okay, thanks for hanging with us. Derek Favors is with us now in charge of media and PR for the 100 Black Men of Augusta. Of course, that was the entity that put on the exciting two days of games, high school games at Augusta University last week. Derek, um, start by telling us um, about the organization, how you became familiar with it, and um, you know what drew you to the organization um, you know, in, in the recent past. Absolutely. Well, first, before I uh, start with that, let me do a quick shout out to uh, Created to Play. Those were the uh, that's the drum line that was performing in that video. So want to make sure they got their uh, their proper respects. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Newport News, Virginia, so I'm a transplant to the Augusta area. I'm a former military, so I moved around, you know, consistently through uh, throughout adult life. Um, when I was up in the D.C. area, <clears throat> I started a nonprofit organization and when looking for um, just some parameters on how was this, uh, how to establish and things like that. I came across uh, the 100 Black Men of America, which is so we're a national organization, and I was just taken with the uh, with the pillars that they were established on because those are a lot of my personal tenants as well. So um, I had it in my mind that whenever I had the opportunity to join a local chapter, then I was going to absolutely take advantage of that situation. So I uh, came down to uh, the Augusta area probably 2000, uh, 2019, right before the uh, pandemic hit, and um, with the all the events that went down in 2020. I wanted to become an organization. I wanted to be part of an organization that of like-minded individuals that wanted to make the same type of impact that I, I wanted to make. So, uh, got involved with the local chapter of the Hundred Black Men of Augusta, and uh, we've been rolling. Um, of course, uh, twenty twenty was a was a tough year uh, for all parties involved, you know, us included. But um, we're back in full force this year. We've been able to have a full slate of events, and uh, we're we're just back rolling, trying to make as big of a community impact as possible on pretty much everything that we do. I'm very familiar with the the classic, um, more than 25 years of activity with that, and and you know the golf tournament with right. the fundraiser. Um, but uh, tell us more about the programs and, and the activities that the 100 Black Men uh, conducts. Okay, so <clears throat> so start from macro. Uh, the history of the organization as a whole, as far as the uh, the national piece goes, uh, back in 1963, a group of prominent African Americans uh, got together and were discussing just uh, community issues and what could be done to to resolve those uh, gentlemen that included um, the former mayor of New York, David Dinkins, and also Jackie Robinson, of course, the you know, Hall of Fame baseball player. And uh, what was established was what, what was believed to be needed was mentorship and successful, prominent African-Americans who understood that navigating this course is difficult. 
there are uh, many obstacles in the way and we need experience and mentorship for our youth so that way we can assist them with getting to where they need to be. Uh, so it became, uh, in 1986, 87, uh, it branched out into a national thing where we started to have local chapters and things like that. And in 1994, that's when the, uh, the chapter here in Augusta, Georgia, was founded. Uh, so we've been uh, rolling ever since. And we have uh, five tenets that we're based off of, leadership, mentorship, uh, education, economic development, and uh, health and uh, personal fit, physical fitness, health and wellness. So all of our programs are designed to uh, represent one of those five tenets. So we have things like the, you, you uh, mentioned the scholarship golf tournament. So that's used to raise uh, funds for all of our graduating seniors in the program, all of our mentees that receive scholarship money once they graduate. Uh, same deal with the basketball tournament. We did that to raise funds for the scholarship uh, we have the gala that raises funds for that as well. Uh, and of course, last year when uh, the pandemic was raging, we had a lot of um, a lot of testing sites established and a lot of education and uh, uh, town halls and things like that. So everything that that revolves in building a stronger community, we're a part of. So neat. Um, yeah. So the mentees, I, I picture. Hopefully, there's somebody watching that says, "I want my son or my daughter to be involved with this, uh, to be a mentee." Um, I've got that right, right? Mentor is right, who right. does yeah, yeah, the yeah. act. Yeah, we do the mentoring. Bring the mentees the on in. We yeah. get them taken care of. So, how many mentees do you have? Are they all maybe seniors in high school, or are they different ages? And or is it youth based? And, and you know, how, tell tell us about the mentees and how somebody could be uh, get their child involved. Yes, yeah, it's, it's youth-based, so we, we take ages 8 to 18. Uh, currently, we have about 50 in our program. Um, and uh, every second and fourth Saturday of each month, we have what's called our Saturday Academies, where we bring them in and we bring in guest speakers. We do activities with them. We just expose them to different things. Again, it's, it's trying to take them out of the customary element and then introduce them to new things. The, uh, the mantra for the organization is what they see is what they'll be. So, uh for us as mentors, uh, we're made up of a diverse group of, uh, of men from uh, doctors, active and retired military, business owners, uh, executives, things like that, you know, just uh, blue collar workers as well. So just anybody who's in, in another mantra of ours is real men giving real time. So anybody that's dedicated to to uh, to serving our youth. And as far as um, wanting to bring on new mentees or if you're into, if you have a child and you're interested in doing that, uh, we have our membership drives typically in the summertime following the school year, uh, you can go to 100blackmenofaugusta.org. That's our website. And also stay in contact with us on our social media, on Facebook and Instagram. We're currently up. We'll have a Twitter by the uh, the end of the year. We're, you know, we old people, so we're trying to get caught up with this technology. But uh, uh, so, again, we, we have our, our uh, mentee drives typically during the summertime and then also for uh, mentors who are interested in uh, being a member of the organization. That's right around the time that we do that as well. So on the site, not only can people uh, who have children or, you know, or children who are watching this, 8 to 18-year-old people who are watching this, if they want to be involved as a mentee, they can see, you know, basically next summer how they can get involved. And then also um, volunteers of the adult uh, variety can, can, can see how to get involved. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, we're a community-based organization, so we need members of the community to, to stand up and, and support the, uh, the organization. So. Uh, community-based, community-driven. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, tell tell me about. Um, so so the uh, have your involvement. You say came right uh, before the pandemic. Um, so so was your were your first experiences with the one hundred. You know, kind of like 
pandemic laced. In other words, uh, you know, let's do virtual town halls or let's uh, let's get together, but it needs to be outside and we all need to be distanced. And or, or did you get a little taste of what we used to call normal um, before before the pandemic hit? And then just get, take us through your experience with the the second and fourth Saturdays of every month. And um, I assume that the golf tournament and the uh, and the basketball tournament these past few weeks have been your first uh, experiences with those events. Is that true? Yo, so my um my involvement with the organization was simultaneous with the uh with the the world shutting down. So we uh of course we had to just fire like everybody else did. So we you know Zoom blew up with on all all platforms. So So did you uh, have like fifty mentees? That's and, uh, that's what it turned into. And and, and of course, and I'm sure you know educators can relate. It's difficult keeping a block of fifty teenagers engaged on a Zoom call. Sure. So we we know we we kind of sympathize with with uh with with the difficulty of the mentees staying locked in in school and staying locked in on the academies and things like that you no know, you honestly you lose momentum because of course nobody anticipated that change and then of course we had to we had to cancel last year's uh classic and the only thing that we and we also we have uh three major events every year the uh the the end of year gala where we celebrate and come together in a formal uh formal event of uh, the golf tournament that we had mentioned in the, in the classic so two of those the gala and the uh and the classic got eliminated we were only able to salvage the golf tournament because that was later in the year and plus it was outdoors um but yeah that so my my initial involvement of course was all zoom uh we are just now getting back to being able to meet collectively uh as a unit uh this when the school year started back up we started to do our Saturday academies back in person again and we've had pretty good engagement with that as well and uh if you go to again our on um, Facebook and Instagram we do uh, video recaps of those Saturday academies so you can see what you know with with those involved as well yeah um so tell tell us about yourself um you know coming from Newport News you know it, it, what was it uh they will be what they see. Is that is that the uh, yep? What they see is what they'll be. What they see is what they will be. And so when when the when we see you, we see an impressive man. Tell us more about yourself. Uh, like I said, born in uh, Newport News, Virginia. Like I said, that's home of the big boys, Michael and Marcus, and uh, Allen Iverson, Ronald Curry, all those guys. So the, that's the pride of Newport News. I, I came up right around that time frame. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's, that's Bubba my background. Chuck, right? Bubba Chuck, yep. Yeah. Bubba Chuck and Luki. That's what we. If, if you're from around those parts, that's what you know to call them. Yeah. And, uh, and if you're around those parts, don't say nothing bad about them. They take care of a lot of folks out there. So watch what you say. <laughs> but uh, you never hear me talking. Yeah, about no, about no, don't do it. Don't do. It. I can't co-sign on it. You know, they'll find. Me. But um, yeah. So I uh, again, uh, I I was a basketball player until I stopped growing at five nine and realized I'm probably better on the track. Uh, uh, that I parlayed that into uh, uh, Army ROTC scholarship, went to Hampton University. Uh, after uh, my time at Hampton, joined the military. After the military, uh, started my own business. I um, sold the city LLC. We renovate homes and try to make those available to first time home buyers. Well, name of that company again? Soul of the City LLC. Soul of the City. Yes, I like sir. It. Yes, sir. Like I said, that's that's our big goal. Uh, and everything I do is is typically community based and really just pushing. So our our push with that is uh, home ownership for folks who typically are underserved and typically think that, you know, a home ownership is a, a much more difficult goal than it actually is. So we make those homes available for them and get them on in there. That's neat. That's neat. Well, um, now tell us about the 100 and, you know, going forward now that we've, I won't say gotten through the pandemic, yeah. you know, who knows what that means, even getting through it. Yeah, but, now now but, that it's the new normal. Yeah, really. now that we're in the new normal and we have things like the classic back and the gala. So the gala must be coming up. 
The gala will likely be in the March-April time frame. Okay. Yeah, so preview the gala and anything new that you um, that you think people will want to know about the 100 black men. So uh, to dive into more detail with the gala, we, it's our formal uh, event to close out the year once again where we recognize all of our uh, all of our graduating seniors and everything that we've done for the school year and, and just, you know, a celebration of, of, of what we had. And again, it's a fundraiser, so we're, also, we're always driving that scholarship money because – that's an uh, ambitious goal of ours to make sure that every mentee that comes through that program, when you walk across that stage, you have enough money to get yourself seated in that, in that classroom. Because a lot of times if you're a first-time college student, you get blindsided with things like registration fees, and you don't know that books cost $300 per class. You know, some things like that will, will stop you from getting in, in, even if you know once you're accepted to college that may stop you from getting uh, your seat in the classroom. So we do everything we can to prepare those students to make sure that they get where they need to be, and that's a, that's a big function of our gala. And uh, to the future of the Thanksgiving Classic, um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm really, really excited about it. We've had extensive conversations as an organization on what we can do to really dive back in there. Of course, with um, us having a break in action in 2020 of canceling the gala itself, and then also uh, two of our very prominent members, uh, Coach Charles Quarles, and uh, Alan Trans, who they both passed last year. And Coach Quarles was uh, instrumental. He, uh, the, the classic was his baby. So he was the one that really put that together and, and really uh, was, the, was the engine behind it. So losing him this year, we had our, our good brother uh, Jeffrey Wilson. He was our, our committee chair this year. So he stepped in, did an excellent job. We got great competition, great athletes, great, uh, great energy from the fans. Uh, we, collectively, there were probably about 1,000 tickets sold. You spread it over nine games. It was kind of thin in the stadium, but – the things that we're going to be doing in the upcoming years are really going to have that building rocking for two days straight. And you can mark my words here on this show. You, you heard it here first. It is going to become the premier showcase of CSRA talent in every Thanksgiving weekend. You know where you're going to be. You will be at the 100 BMA Thanksgiving classic. Mark my words. It is going to be a super event next year and going forward. I'll be there. There's no doubt about that. And if, if there's anything I can do to help you, you know, reach that goal, I, I, you can count on me. Um, you know, I, I look at that video that we played before we brought you in, um, and I kind of assume that you were the man behind that. You know, you were, uh, you know, in the locker rooms and on the court and and with the fans. And um, you know, is that? You know, the games were 12 to 10 on Friday and 12 to 9 or so on Saturday. Uh, you know, did, did you take a break during that entire time? No, 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 no breaks, no breaks. It was action the entire time. Well, if, if, if you saw me walking around, you, I probably had some food. I, I, I did get to that, uh, that, uh, those concessions quite often. I will say that. I'll, I'll, I'll admit to that. <laughs> but, no, I mean, there was so much action going on, uh, so much energy. And that was uh, one of the great things getting in the locker room. And you saw that those games meant a lot to those teams, to those athletes, to those coaches. And it was it was a wonderful opportunity to be able to capture that because you don't always get to see that just coming to the game. You watch, you know, you know they, they put a lot of effort into their craft. But when you see how passionate those coaches are, when you see the energy and the intensity and the – the focus and you know a lot of those teams they they drove some hours to get out here so it just it validated that what we're doing has a purpose and it has merit it has value and those teams they 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 came and competed their hearts out and i'm 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 
very fortunate and very glad we were able to capture that and send that out. And uh, anybody, you know, again, that's on our uh, on our social media. So please, you know, take a look, share, and uh, let folks know because that energy that you saw within those locker rooms, we're going to make sure that we permeate that throughout the throughout the building. That's great. That's great. And you mentioned Coach Quarles. Um, I think it was two thousand. <clears throat> Um, probably 2012 when I sat in his kitchen and he and he put a um, brought out a scrapbook, maybe several scrapbooks, mm-hmm. and j- to exactly what you said. It was all the years, the the pictures and the newspaper clippings from the 100 Black Men Thanksgiving Classic, and, and you said that was his baby, and I can vouch for that. Um, you know, he's such a great man. All of us love him so much. Um, touched so many lives in this community, and I was lucky to be able to relive the memories that he had. At that moment, roughly oh, yeah. ten years ago, from the from the 100 BMA Classic, and um, you know, so he, he will be sorely missed. Um, on the way out, um, recap for everybody how they can get to know the, the the 100 even more. The programs getting getting involved, whether it be from a volunteer perspective or um, or a mentee perspective. So you can reach out to us uh, again. Uh, keep pushing the social media piece, um, Facebook. 100 Black Men of Augusta. Uh, the handle on Instagram is 100 Black Men of Augusta as well. Uh, our website, 100BlackMenOfAugusta.org. And again, towards the end of the year, uh, we'll have have the Twitter piece in there. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Uh, and also, if you want to reach out to us via email, info at 100BlackMenOfAugusta.org. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. On the way out, um, I want to let everybody know, you know, where the great basketball, you know, there's tons of it around the area, but this is just a sampling where the great basketball will be this week. So, um, number one, I've got to say Augusta University, Thursday against Claflin at 530. It's a special game time. You can get off work, come over, see the Jaguars. Lots of times a 730 start on a weekday is kind of tough for the children who have school the next day. So they start at 530, the number seven ranked Augusta Jaguars will play and here we're going to play for you two good reasons to follow Augusta University closely first is Darren Lucas White a four-year player now Darren um, was I think he was the leading scorer yes Darren was the leading scorer on last year's team when the team was decimated by COVID only eight guys in uniform Miguel Arnold Troy Cracknell missing because of COVID complications for all but the first two games of the seasons and Darren was our leading scorer well back come Arnold back come Cracknell and in comes uh, Jaquez Kirby among others and Darren resumes his role from two years ago as the team's sixth man well I've always called Darren the team's sixth starter and he is he's just you can't get a, a higher character more um, a guy that you want to root for more than Darren so we're going to show a, a little sampling of what he did last week against Benedict towards the end of the first half. Benedict had cut Augusta's lead to 27-20 and Darren went on a one-man run and you'll see him getting to the bucket. He's an explosive player and the last clip you'll see is him 
tracking down a ball handler and just taking it out of his hands and going and almost dunking it, but he's a little tired after all the work you're going to see him do. That's This is all back-to-back. Darren's a great reason to follow the Jaguars, the best teammate, the, the most unselfish player you're going to find, and he's an absolute terror on defense when it comes to what the opponents have to face. So let's take a look at Darren and what you can see this Thursday against Claflin at 5.30 and this Saturday against Allen at 3.30 at Augusta University. Okay, so that's Darren. And then the second reason, and there's about 12 of them to watch Augusta University play, but the second one I want to highlight today is Tyshawn Crawford, the seven foot one center. He, he's in his third year after transferring from Georgia Southern with us. And Tyshawn, you know, we talked before the season about the fact that he's dropped 50 pounds since arriving. And here he is talking about. Uh, ball screen coverage. Um, so you're the big man, you're guarding the screener, and you have a lot of responsibilities. And it's the kind of thing, you know, you don't really see in a high school game. Um, you, you'll see Tyshawn play ball screen defense, and you'll see him describe how he plays ball screen defense. And I think it's just very um, interesting to, to hear an expert at the game, a guy that plays the game at a high level in college basketball, explain how things are done and how the team approaches um, something as simple or as uh, uh, traditional as a ball screen on defense. So let's watch Tyshawn play the defense and then describe the defense um, before we move on to the high school action. Uh, to, what do you what are you thinking about when you're in that ball sc ball screen coverage? Uh, when I'm in the ball screen coverage, it's usually ice, so I'm just trying to contain the ball. And then when my man roll, being able to get back and make a play on the ball, uh, just making them change their shots. So you ice it. That means you force it baseline. Is that are you in that, or does the point guard kind of steer that? The point guard, I call the ice, and the point guard sends him towards me. So I, I I shade him baseline. I know he's going to send him baseline, so he sends him all the way to baseline. I'm sending right there waiting on him. And then you kind of look for anticipate him giving it up, get back to your man. Yes, sir. Right back to my man and then if, it, if it's an emergency then we go z and all this help. okay sure. okay sure. excellent thank you for that so again that's the number 17 ranked augusta jaguars they're five and oh going into the game thursday against claflin at 5 30 and then they play allen at 3 30 on saturday the women will play right before at 1 30 the women are on fire this year too so check out the jags in high school action here it is tuesday morning and we are looking forward to tonight a couple Really, really big matchups. Um, Augusta Christian will be at Westside. Westside's number two in Class 2A. They're undefeated so far. Augusta Christian, after losing its opener at Grovetown, which is nothing to be ashamed of, Augusta Christian's been on a roll. They beat number nine, Jones County. They won two games at the Holiday Hoops Giving. They beat number three in Class 3A, Salem, at Holiday Hoops Giving. So Augusta Christian at Westside will be an electric game 
um, you know, I, I really look forward to that. That's tonight. Okay. And, um, and then also tonight is Cross Creek versus Butler. And shame on me, I can't remember where that game is. I'm pretty sure it's at Cross Creek. But do what I do and call the school and verify, or you'll end up at the wrong building. I've done that before. So Cross Creek, number six in Class 3A, undefeated so far. Butler, number four in Class 2A. Butler's one and two. They beat Josie at the 100 Black Men Thanksgiving Classic, but they lost to Grovetown. Nothing to sneeze at. And they lost... At Jones County, again, nothing to be ashamed of. But that game, that Butler-Cross Creek, it's a rivalry game. Two ranked teams, tons of talent. Can't wait to hear about that one. I wish I could see it. The other game that is really exciting tonight is Grovetown at North Augusta. It's North Augusta's opener. The South Carolina teams are just getting started this week. This will be North Augusta's opener. They're number seven in Class 4A in the state of South Carolina. And again, Grovetown should be ranked in 6A in the in, in the state of Georgia. We'll get on our old friend Kyle Sandy about that one. So that's tonight. This weekend, you've got um, over at Riverview, um, where the, the Peach Jam is played every summer, um, the Power Rise Invitational, T- the, the Team Power PQ Sports, Greg Williams. If you know basketball, you know Greg. He's put together an invitational. It's got all kinds of teams, including Augusta Christian, um, and, and, and many other teams. Glenn Hills is in it, but a lot of teams from all over the place, some prep schools, some high-powered uh, uh, private schools like Augusta Christian are in that one. So that'll be Friday and Saturday at Riverview. Um, and one game that I'm really looking forward to, I'm going to try to make it after the Augusta University game, is Putnam County at Warren County. Warren County's a top 10 Class 1A team, and they've got um, a great guard in Lorenzo Johnson, a senior, and Putnam County has a great guard in Aaron Banks, a junior. Um, on the way out, I'll say follow AUGB ball. So at AUGB ball on social media, you'll see all this stuff I've been talking about. It just floods that timeline on a real time basis. So tonight you'll see highlights and in-game updates from Westside and Augusta Christian. I haven't chosen which game I'll go to Friday, but Thursday you'll see the Augusta University action. Uh, Saturday you'll see Augusta University action. And maybe Saturday you'll see Putnam County and Warren County going at it. Um, all kinds of other stuff as well. Uh, and, and, and then also AugustaSportsReport.com is where you can sign up for our free email newsletter. Anytime we go more in-depth than a social media video or interview or post or um, picture or whatever, anytime we go more in-depth, it's at AugustaSportsReport.com, uh, and, and you can just – Put your email address in there, and you'll get a you'll get an email every time we go more in depth with the story. Um, so that uh, on the way out, I'll just say, man, I wish I could have really stayed with football through the playoffs because Friday night Silver Bluff will play in the state championship game against Gray Collegiate. They're they're the last local team left. Silver Bluff under D'Angelo Bryant, he is on what they call at Silver Bluff a revenge tour. Um, the bluff was down just slightly for a few years. Well, D'Angelo Bryant, a former two-time state champion player at Silver Bluff, a former Wake Forest star, he has 
conducted this revenge tour since arriving as the head coach four years ago. They're going to take on Gray Collegiate. Silver Bluff, since I was a senior in high school in 1994, has put six players in the NFL. They are back, and they are good, and they're playing, again, I've said this term a few times in this show, they're playing a high-powered private school in Gray Collegiate Saturday or Friday night. I don't think anybody thinks, or I would think most so-called experts would call Gray Collegiate the favorite. Well, they haven't seen the Bulldogs enough, if that's what they think. So go Silver Bluff Friday. And thank you for watching the show. Um, please uh, c- come back next week. And thanks to Derek for joining us. Learning for all, having me. Yeah, learning all about the 100 black men. And um, we'll, see you, we'll, we'll see you next week.